This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Appalachia is full of spooky stories and folklore. Pittsburgh artist Genevieve Barbie Turner channels some of that into tarot decks. Pittsburgh is so beautiful. It is such a beautiful place to me. Um, and I just fell in love with its crooked, weird streets and its, you know, iconic neighborhoods. That story and more coming up this West Virginia morning. Support for West Virginia morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. World-class mountain biking was on display this weekend as Snowshoe played host to cyclists from across the globe. Chris Schultz has more. The UCI Mountain Bike World Series came to Pocahontas County this past week for its penultimate event of the year. UCI, which stands for International Cycling Union in French, is the world governing body for sports cycling and oversees international competitive cycling events, including the Tour de France. Riders competed in the UCI Cross Country and Downhill World Cups, as well as the final round of the UCI Marathon World Cup, a 100-kilometer loop from the slopes of Snowshoe to Durban, West Virginia. Best known for its winter sports, Snowshoe has also developed a reputation for top-tier mountain biking. Snowshoe previously hosted UCI World Cup events in 2019 and 2021, and will next host a USA Cycling Team event in mid-October. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. The latest Gold Star Family's Memorial Monument was unveiled on Monday in Huntington. Woody Williams, the late World War II Congressional Medal of Honor recipient, created a foundation to honor the families of those who died serving their country. Now, his final wish was granted. Randy Yoey has more. Lee Greenwood sang his iconic God Bless the USA before more than a thousand people gathered at the Huntington Memorial Arch, now also the home of the nation's 131st Gold Star Families Monument. At Williams' funeral service a year ago, friend and former Huntington Mayor Kim Wolf was reminded that he was tasked with getting this monument erected. About three weeks prior to the, his past, he said, i got a couple of projects for you. i like to have a monument down here. I, said, what do you, I don't know anything about monuments. Yeah, but you know people. Just make that happen. Grandson Brent Casey reminded the crowd that today's unveiling was not about his beloved papa. When he would say, it's, it's not about me. We are not here for me. We are here for them to honor and recognize the Gold Star families. Huntington's Southside Alliance spearheaded the monument construction. Alliance President Dan Gooding said all the work was true to a great man's final wish. Woody picked the spot that this is on. It was the last request he had, and this is the county seat of Cabell County, where he lived the majority of his life. That's the clip-clop of a not-really-riderless horse. Wolf said fellow horseman Woody Williams made a promise he'd get him on a horse on his 100th birthday. He's 100 today. This is going to be Woody's horse, and his ashes are in that. There's a little urn now. He's not looking down. Woody's here. God bless the For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Huntington. Many schools in rural areas of West Virginia have closed, leaving vacant buildings. When a community in eastern Boone County lost its elementary school, it became a community center. Brianna Heaney has the story. 
In 2015, Nellis Elementary School closed, leaving behind it a vacant building. Meanwhile, residents had been wanting a place for the community to meet. That's when Anita Perdue had the idea to turn the empty building into a community center. When we seen the opportunity to take something and refurbish it into something that was needed, we, we jumped on the opportunity. And thus, the barn was created, an acronym for the communities it initially served, Brushton, Ashford, Ridgeview, and Nellis. Now it is partnered with the Family Support Center to support a greater area. The center provides free items and services to the community and gives community members a place to meet. They host events, often in partnership with other government or community organizations, like a flu vaccine drive in partnership with Boone County Department of Health. Wanda Smith is here at the barn with her husband, Luther Smith, and their daughter, Noka Ryder, getting their flu shots. All five of her kids went to Nellis Elementary. Now they come here for shots, kids' sporting leagues, and even use the space for hosting family on Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's really nice. We have our, we have a huge family, so we have our Thanksgiving and Christmas here. In, in, the gym. in the gym, yes, we do. Yeah, we, we rent them every year for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Since it's been a community center, yeah. We have what about 30? 30, 30. About 30. Seven, I think. Barn also provides resources for the community, like free clothing, library books, Wi-Fi, free meals, hygienic products, vaccines, cleaning supplies, fitness classes, meal delivery services, and the list goes on. Dakota Smith works at Barn and helps keep everything from the clothes to food stocked and ready for the community. Uh, this is one of our food pantry rooms. Uh, it's, so we have um, two refrigerators and two freezers. Uh, we're hoping to add to that. He says the organization has a few different sources of food for families through different partnerships with organizations like the USDA, where they get free foods, and the Mountaineer Food Bank, where they get foods at severely reduced rates. So as it stands right now, we're serving between 250 and 350 families or individuals a month, and that's not quite good enough. So we're seeking to expand our funding. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, one in four Boone County residents live in poverty. Boone County was also a region devastated by the opioid epidemic, which at one point during the ongoing crisis had one in four residents receiving an opioid prescription and continues to see overdoses from opioids and fentanyl. The need's great. And, and I also think that, you know, um, you know, I'm a believer in, in God, and, and I think that that's what we're here for, is to serve one another. I really do. Purdue says that this grassroots community center exemplifies the heart and soul of Appalachian Mountain Living. Our people here, we're resilient people, and we aren't the type to wait. Um, if the opportunity presents itself and there's a need, the people feel it. They don't wait. You can find out more about the Barn Center at our website at wvpublic.org. From West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney in Nellis. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.51.
areas of fog this morning, becoming mostly sunny today. Highs in the 70s and low 80s. Clear skies tonight with lows in the 50s. And partly sunny tomorrow with highs in the 70s and 80s. Support for WVPB is provided by the Kanawha County Public Library. Presenting the 2023 West Virginia Book Festival on October 21st at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Details online at wvbookfestival.org. Appalachia is full of spooky stories and folklore. Pittsburgh artist Genevieve Barbie Turner channels some of that into Teradex. Inside Appalachia's Mason Adams spoke with Barbie Turner and brings us this. 20 years ago, you made a move from a coastal city to Pittsburgh. What attracted you to that area? My mother is from Pittsburgh, and so I had visited uh, actually Natrona Heights many, many times as a kid. And so uh, when I was looking at universities, um, I knew that I did not want to go to a major city. Pittsburgh was familiar to me. I just decided uh, I'll apply to Carnegie Mellon. Uh, once I moved here, um, I I remember vividly uh, taking the 54C into the South Side and seeing how the hills were just dotted with all of these beautiful lights, and it felt like I don't know, like the sky had just descended, you know, in a way that I'd never seen it before. It was just, Pittsburgh is so beautiful. It is such a beautiful place to me. Um, and I just fell in love with its crooked, weird streets and its, uh, you know, iconic neighborhoods and just how unique. I mean, there is no other city that is like Pittsburgh. Um, and so I, there was just never really a reason to leave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I graduated college in 2007 and with a major in art, uh, and kind of had a pretty good idea that I was going to, you know, fund my art habit by working in a variety of different jobs. And this seemed like the best place to do it. How did you get started making tarot decks? I studied uh, painting, drawing, and printmaking at CMU, and specifically printmaking. Uh, why am I talking about that? Why is that related to cards? Well, I, I love this idea of the serial image, um, and it's it's sort of what kind of attracted me to printmaking in the first place. Um, and then I um, really kind of discovered what my art practice was. I started making art every single day, and one of those things was a project called That's What You're Good At, and I would ask people uh, like what is, what is something that you're good at, you know? And I would draw them doing that thing. And I just had this flash of like, this would be so cool as like a deck of cards. Uh, and tarot is something that just automatically, you know, um, revealed itself to me. I, um, you know, if you're familiar with the tarot, the major arcana starts with zero, it doesn't start with one, starts with zero, which is the fool card. And then the rest of the cards really is, uh, evidence of the journey of the fool through all of these major ideas of the major arcana. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I think about it in my head, like the fool meets the magician and what does the fool learn from the magician? And, you know, the, the fool experiences death and like what, you know, what happens after that. Um, and I saw the this uh, opportunity to use tarot as a medium to kind of talk about the things that I wanted to talk about, which led me to create Bridge Witches, a tarot deck. 
Would you mind walking through it, the tarot decks you've designed so far? So when I created Bridge Witches, I knew that it w- there was no way that I could put all of the stories that I wanted to put in there. So I actually designed it with the idea that I would constantly be updating it. So uh, the first one, um, I oh my gosh, I really put myself through it with that one because, and this is what happens a lot, I'll constantly be thinking, is it tarot enough? Is it Pittsburgh enough? Is it this enough? Is it that enough? I divided each of the suits into the four directions of the city. Uh, so, uh, and I changed the suits a little bit. So instead of swords, it was fences. And in the fences suit, uh, which would be swords in a traditional tarot deck, um, it was all the north side and it was all winter, right? So north side, north hills, right? So I put things in. Um, and I would ask people, I'd be like, what's a, what's a place like, you know, the, where you grew up or something. Um, and I actually am friends with my current state rep and hopeful county executive, Sarah Ann Morado, because she's from, uh, that area. She grew up in like the Millvale kind of area. So I asked her all these questions about it and she was like, Oh, you should put this one, uh, place that like nobody ever thinks about, like that I just love. That's like this fake little doorway that kind of goes into nothing. Uh, and I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I would have all these deep cuts from people that grew up here just wandering around Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh artist Genevieve Barbie Turner speaking with Mason Adams. You can hear the rest of that interview on our website at wvpublic.org. <laughs> West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.